Well, are you off to a good start? Amen. New year, a year of opportunity, and you made the right choice this morning. First Sunday of the year, you came to God's house. No better place to be than the house of God. Can you say amen? Amen. If you brought a Bible, go please to Matthew chapter 21, and we're going to begin reading at verse 28. I began sharing with you on New Year's Eve about the power of yes, and I want to share uh, still some more this morning out of this uh, brief parable from our Lord's many parables. This is one of the, sh the short ones. But it is packed full of a great message. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 28. It says, but what, you, what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in the vineyard. And he answered, I will not. But afterward he regretted it and went. And the man came to the second son and said the same thing, and he answered, I will, but he did not go. Which of the two sons did the will of his father? They said the first, and Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. The tax collectors and the prostitutes did believe him, and you seeing this did not even feel remorse afterward so as to believe him. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Father, I thank you this morning for the great opportunity and privilege that we have to be in your house of prayer. I know that you hear us when we call. And this morning we have come to your house to worship you, to give, you, to, give to you what is yours. I would ask now that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might receive the word of God with gladness of heart. We ask this in Jesus' name and the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to speak this morning about the yes man. How many of you have ever heard of yes men? Uh, yes men don't have a very good reputation. Uh, they tend to be the guy that everybody thinks is just trying to get in good with the boss. But God is looking for a yes man. God is looking for someone who will say yes to him. And this morning we read about a father who asks his sons to do something and from one of them he gets a no, and from another he gets a yes. And we're going to explore that for a little bit more this morning in just a minute. But I just want to first let you know that God is seeking a yes man. He's seeking someone who will believe him because ultimately that's what a yes man is. When we talk about being God's yes man, we're saying that we will be the man or the woman that will say yes to God. That will trust him, that will believe him. Entirely and completely. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 it says this. The Lord's eyes move to and fro throughout the earth looking 
uh, that he made up looking for a man that he might strengthen whose heart is completely his. God is looking for somebody to give a blessing to. He's looking for somebody to strengthen. He's looking for someone to give victories to. And he's looking for that man or that woman who will say yes to him. Are there any yes men in the house this morning? Did you know God is looking? The Bible said his eyes search to and fro. God is constantly scanning the world. He's constantly scanning the earth looking for a heart that will say yes to him. And that is where we find the power of yes. Because when you, when you understand that the little word yes, it's, it's a little word but it has a lot of power. That word yes, it, it has the power to say no to a lot of things. When, when you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to other things. And I've given you the analogy before, but it's the best one available. That when a man says yes to a woman and he goes to the, uh, to the uh, altar and he commits to her, he is saying yes to her. And in the marriage vows, it says, and he is forsaking all others. How many of you guys remember that? That's how powerful yes is. Yes is so powerful that when you say yes to one woman, you cancel out all the other ladies. And when you say yes to one man, you're canceling out all the other men. And that's why I guess some people uh, uh, have difficulty coming and saying yes. They would, rather, uh, they would rather live together or sample things before they say yes because they don't want to commit. But that's not God's way. God wants a yes. He's looking for somebody that will say yes to him. Someone that he can give victories. It says here he is looking for someone that he may strongly support. How many of you need God's strong support? I don't mean you need God's like little bit of help. You need God's strong support. You need God to show up big time in your life. If that's you, say amen. Then guess what? God is looking for somebody that he can show up big time for, but he's looking for someone who will say yes to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this, As many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God. Of God. Now I want you just to look at that verse for a moment because there's a couple important uh, truths in this. First of all, it says, as many as are the promises of God. Do you know how many promises of God there are? There are many promises. In fact, Bible scholars differ. Some scholars say there are as many as 3,000 promises. Others go as many as 8,000 promises. So I don't know if it's 3,000 or 8,000 but I really think every verse in the Bible is a promise if you look for it. So all over the word of God is this multitude of, of promises that God has made to the believer, that God has made to you and I. And these promises are over our life. And you might be wondering, well, is that promise for me? Is this promise of provision or this promise of help or this promise of deliverance or this promise of of salvation is it really for me but I'm here today to tell you the next part of the verse says that as many as are the promises of God in him they are yes God has spoken his yes over your life say amen somebody God has spoken his yes over the promises that he has 
uh, put in the scripture, and if you will receive them, he's already said yes to that promise. That means if you ask yourself, well, you know what, no one in my family's ever gone to college. Lord, can I really go to college? God's answer is yes. If, if, uh, if you say, well, you know what, everyone in my family's always ended up divorced. God, can my marriage really work? God says yes. You say, Lord, uh, my child is lost, and I, uh, do you think you can save him? God's answer is yes. To every promise, God has given his yes. But he's looking for a yes man. He's looking for someone who will add to his yes and amen. You see, because the amen in the scripture, it says, therefore also through him is our amen. Whose is the amen? Say, it's my amen. You see, I can say amen all day, but you have to say amen for it to work for you. It's our amen. Say, it's my amen. You see, God has given you the power of yes. He has given you the power to decide, I'm going to believe or I'm not going to believe. I'm going to say yes or I'm going to say no to God. He's given that power to you. Now, we don't give that power to children, right? We only give that power to to, uh, to adults. We give that power to people who are above the age of being a minor. That's why when your child needs to go on a field trip, they can't just say, yes, I'm going, can they? They have to get a permission slip. And if they want to go stay at a friend's house, they can't just say, I'm going to stay at my friend's house. They have to get permission. Or at least that's how it was when I was growing up. I don't know how it is now. Sometimes I think the kids are running the show. But now, there is a difference between being a child and being an adult. Say amen, somebody. When you become an adult, all of a sudden you have the power to say yes and the power to say no. This is what God is looking for. He's looking for mature believers. He's looking for mature believers who can say amen to his promises, who can agree with him. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for you to come up with a better idea than his. He's not looking for you to invent a better message than his. He's not looking for us to come up with a better uh, scripture than his. All he needs from us is that we believe him. All that he's looking for from us is our faith. And if we will believe him, if we will give him our amen, then we can secure the promises of God in our life. But you know, there's a little problem that comes to most people, and it's illustrated in this story in the Bible about a man who had a son who was sick. He was so sick, the Bible said that he was tormented by demons, and he would, he would uh, fall into convulsions, and he would foam at the mouth, and this boy was in serious trouble. And the man said to Jesus, he said, from time to time, that spirit will throw my boy into the fire and it will throw him into the water seeking to destroy him. Can I just pause there for a moment and let you know that every evil spirit is trying to destroy your life. There are no friendly ghosts. Amen, somebody. There are no friendly demons. There are no friendly uh, uh, devils. They are all seeking to destroy your life. You can't let them within five miles of your house. You've got to declare that that stuff's not going to come into your house, okay? You've got to, because there's no friend on the other side. The dark side is not friendly to you. 
The enemy is not friendly to you, not now, not ever. The devil doesn't have any friends. This man said, this devil, this demon is tormenting my boy and he's throwing him into the fire and he's trying to destroy him. Can I just do a, a, a check real quick? Is there anybody in here this morning who has some family members who the devil is trying to destroy? Is there anybody in here that needs desperately for God to help somebody in your family? Well, listen, this man came to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you can help my boy, help him, please. And Jesus said, if, if I can. He said, this is remarkable, it's almost like Jesus went too far. He said, you wicked generation. Whoa, all I ask is for a prayer request. He said, you wicked generation, how long will I put up with you? Have I not told you that if you would believe, all things are possible to them who believe? Come on, is there anybody here that knows that all things are possible to them that believe? I need an amen in the house of God this morning. I said, all things are possible to them that believe. I'm talking to some people this morning who have seen some impossible things and God turned it around. Say amen, somebody. I'm talking to some people who saw the end of the rope and then all of a sudden God made more rope. God created a door where there was no door. He made a way where there was no way. Somebody ought to praise Him this morning. And now, why did Jesus say that? Because the man was asking for prayer. The man was asking for help. Why did Jesus call them a wicked generation and unbelieving? And then we find out why. Because the man says, Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. See, he was saying, yes. Yes. God is looking for a yes man. Yes. But. And every time there's a but, it gets in the way of the answer. That, that little word, three letters, just like yes, three letters, but it's interrupting many people's victories. Because they say, God's going to heal me, but maybe he's not. God's going to prosper me. But maybe I'm not meant to be prosperous. God's going to deliver me. But maybe, and, and they on and on, they go on this seesaw of unbelief. That's why Jesus called him out. Because although his words were saying yes, his mind was saying, I don't really know if God can do this. And, and the fact is, friend, that God can see what I can't see. I can see you shouting and raising your hands and saying yes and amen. But God knows that heart that says but, 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 but. And that has to be removed in order for you to be able to receive the, the amen and the yes that God has for your life. He said, yes, Lord, but help my unbelief. I believe that even though he was unbelieving, uh, there was still a part of him that said, Lord, I do believe. 
There was still a part of him that said, Lord, I do want to say yes. And that's really all that God needs, friend. He doesn't need a big uh, mountain of faith. All he needs is a little mustard seed of faith. All he needs is a man or woman that will believe him and take him at his word. And he can do the impossible in their life. Yes, Lord. But, and but is an excuse. But is a, an attempt to try to apologize for God. Stop trying to apologize for God and just believe Him. I said, just believe Him. God is going to do what He said. As many as are the promises of God, they are yes in Him with my amen. I'm going to agree with God. I'm going to put my faith into what God has spoken. God is looking for a yes man. Now the Bible tells us here about a man who had two sons. And the man went to his sons and he went to the first one and he said to his son, Son, I want you to go work in the vineyard today. Now he gives his son an opportunity. The opportunity to go and serve him. And this really was no difficult thing when you think about it because the son was being asked to go and work in his own inheritance. This was his, his vineyard. He was going to inherit this from his father. And he was being asked to go and serve in his own inheritance. And look at what this boy said. His dad said, I want you to go and work in the vineyard today. And the boy said, no. Now, that, that, that doesn't compute in my mind. Because in my house, there was no such thing as no. I never said no to my parents, not once. And I, I think it's because I thought if I ever said no, I would be unconscious for a little while. And, and many of you grew up in that kind of environment where it was, if your dad said take out the trash, you were taking out the trash. It wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't a, a petition. It wasn't a request. It was an order. And he said yes to him, and the man said no. And I, I can't imagine being a child who could say no to his father, but then I realize as a pastor that I know one thing. I know that there are some Christians who have the audacity to say no to God. It's quiet in here now. There are some people who, although... God has blessed them and he has moved in their life and he's done some incredible things for them. They still have the courage to say, no, Lord. That's, that, that is a dangerous place to be, friend, because when you say no, you're closing the door to God's blessing over your life. God cannot bless any area of your life where you tell him no. If, you tell, if he tells you, I want you to honor me with your finances, with your tithe and your offering, and you say no, he can't bless your finances. If he says, I want you to honor me with your marriage, and you say no, he can't bless that marriage. If he, he says, I want you to honor me in the way you do your job honestly, and you say no, he can't bless that part of your job. Friend, God can only bless the areas of your life where you have made him Lord, and, and that means you have said yes to him, you have committed to doing what he wants and what he has desired of your life. This boy said no, but then the Bible says 
that throughout that day or maybe later that morning when he was thinking about it, he realized, wait a minute, this is my dad. I said no to. This is my, this is my, my, my daddy. This is the guy that provided for me. This is the guy that met my needs. And this is really why I can't ever think of telling God no. Because I know what God has done for me. I know where God has brought me from. I know what God has brought me through. I remember the storms I thought were going to kill me. But he didn't let them kill me. I remember the days that I thought would never, never come to an end in victory. But God gave me a victory. How can I sit there and say, no, Lord, if he tells me to do something, I'm going to say, yes, Lord, because I know what he has done in my life. Is there anybody in here God has done something for? Now, if God had not done anything for you, I understand. If God had not done anything for you, don't worry about it. But some of you and I in here, we know what God has done. And when I get to thinking about what God has done, I can't imagine saying no to him. My heart says yes to him. When I think about his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his compassion, my heart says, yes, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you need, my time is yours. My effort is yours. My money is yours. Everything I am is yours. You're the one who's done so much in my life. And the scripture says that that. The boy, the young man, he had a thought and he came to repentance. He, he changed his mind. He said no to his father, but then he thought about it and he realized that he needed to go and do that thing which his father had asked him to do. And the Bible said that he returned and went and did it, repentant. And this is the, the ultimately of the thing that, that all of us have once or, or in another place said no to God. There was a time when you walked in no. There was a time when God couldn't get your attention. There was a time when church was the last thing on your mind. There was a time when you couldn't think of even singing a hymn or a song or uttering a prayer. You were saying no to God. No, 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 no. But thank God he granted you repentance. Thank God that he granted you a day to turn around in your heart and say, yes, Lord, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against heaven, against God. I've got to have your forgiveness. Is there anybody in here who's glad God granted you forgiveness? That he granted you repentance. When you see somebody saying no to God, just pray for them and say, Lord, grant them repentance. Grant them repentance. Give them a moment, an hour, a day to turn their heart back around toward you. This man had a moment where he said, you know what? I have got to do what my father has commissioned me to do. Now the other boy, the other boy said, yes, dad, I'll go. I'll be the first one there. You can count on me. I'll be there early. I'll take coffee and donuts. I'll have the tacos. I'm going to be there. You ever heard that guy? You met that guy? They say that the guy that gives the most details is lying. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll do it. You can count on me. He was saying yes with his mouth, but in his mind he was thinking, no way, Jose. I'll let daddy think I'm going out there. But his heart was far from his father. His heart was far from the, the, the purpose of God over his life. Can I tell you this morning that there are some people 
who say yes with their mouth. They say yes with their, with their words, but their deeds are far from God. The scripture says about these people that, that they deny God with their deeds. Their, their mouths bless him, but their deeds are far from him. And friend, that is the problem with a, with a church that just wants to, be, uh, wants to be visible, just wants to be seen and heard. There has to be some work that goes into There is a fruit that is born by the righteous. There is a fruit that is born by a heart that's been changed. There is a, there is a fruit that comes out of your life when you are saying yes to God. And so this morning I want to ask you, which of these two sons are you? Are you the son who originally said no and then turned around and said yes? Or are you the son that said yes and really is saying no in your heart? It's a legitimate question because Jesus was comparing the Pharisees to the publicans and the, the prostitutes. He said the sinners the, the publicans and the prostitutes, they lived in the life of no. They had said no to God for a long time, but then they came to God and they repented. They changed their mind. They changed their heart. And they came back to God. They gave him their whole being. And so the Pharisees, although they, they professed, they, they said we are godly, we do live for God, their hearts were truly far from God. And so I want to challenge you this morning briefly with three areas of your life where you need to say yes to God. God is looking for a yes man. First of all, he's looking for a yes man who will say yes to his will. The question Jesus asked in the text is which of the two did the will of the Father? Jesus asks, who's going to do my will? He's looking for someone who will say yes to his will. Psalm 40 and verse 8 says, I delight to do thy will, O God. Yes, thy law is within my heart. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19 gives us this spiritual secret. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the, the good of the land. Notice that. If you are willing and obedient. Listen. Do you want to eat the good of the land? How many of you want a good year? How many of you want a blessed year? How many of you want all your prayers answered? You want a fruitful year? You want an increase in pay? You want a better job? Come on, somebody. Is there an amen in the house? Then guess what God says? If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You have to be willing. You have to have a will that says, God, I will do your will. I want to please you. I want to honor you. God is looking all over the earth for a man or woman whose will is set on yes toward God. Whose will is set on yes toward the Father. And he says, if you are willing and obedient, then you will eat the good of the land. You will have the, the job that you need and the pay that you need and the increase. You will have the health that you need and the peace that you need and the protection that you need and the defense that you need because you are willing and obedient because you do it God's way. That's the second thing that God wants you to say yes to. He wants you to say yes to his way. Not just his will, but also his way. Many of us are content with God's will, but don't like God's way. 
we rather tell God how to do it. And that's ultimately where the, where the problem comes down. We want to tell God how to do it. God says, I don't need you to tell me how to do it. I'm going to do this in your life. I'm going to meet my promise. I'm going to fulfill my promise in your life. But I'm going to do it my way. Because Isaiah tells us this. It says that God's thoughts are not our thoughts, nor are our ways his ways. And his ways, the Bible says, are higher than our ways. And our thought, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You see, you've got to be willing to say yes to God's will and yes to God's way. God told Joseph, I'm going to make you a ruler over, uh, over your your people. He said, yes. God said, but in order to make you a ruler, I'm going to make you a slave. That was God's way. Isn't it funny how when God starts to take you somewhere, he goes in the opposite direction? He says, I'm going to take you up, and you end up going down a little bit. Wait a minute. I thought I was going up. He says, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you uh, to the east. And he starts moving toward the west. He said, Lord, I thought you were going that way. He says, I have a way that I'm going to work this out in your life. And, and you and I have to be willing to do it God's way. Tell the Lord this morning, Lord, do it your way. Now, and that's a hard confession to make. It's a hard decision to make. But friend, when you and I can come to God with a yes, we say, yes, Lord, not only to your will, but also to your way. Now, it's easy to say yes to his will because we know that his will is good. God is a good God and he wills good things into my life. But sometimes his way leads me through paths that are difficult. Sometimes his way requires me to say goodbye to some friends and some loved ones. Sometimes his way requires me to say goodbye to some habits that I used to know and to some things that I used to do. Sometimes his way is narrow because the Bible says that, that small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. That means that when you walk in his way, you got to get rid of some stuff. You got to get rid of some baggage. You got to get rid of some things that are holding you back. But I'll tell you this, when you walk with him in the way, he will bless you on the way. He will strengthen you on the way. He will deliver you on the way. Come on, somebody. You've got to say, Lord, have your way. Do it how you like to do it. You've got to give God the authority to do it his way, to take the path that he chooses. And as you follow him in the way, as you follow him in the truth, as you follow him in the path that he has chosen, there might be some valleys, but he says, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because the Lord your God will be with you. And sometimes you walk on some mountains and, and there are some steep, steep rocks and, and hard places. And he says, I will make your feet like hinds feet and I will make you to walk into high places. Sometimes you go through places where there is sickness and he says, my stripes have made you whole. You are healed by the stripes of Jesus some days you go through a place where there is lack nearby and you say, oh no, Lord. They're saying there's going to be a... a, a uh, there's going to be layoffs. They're saying there's going to be a down in the economy. But God says, don't worry about what they're saying. I am your provision. I am your supply. I am the God who will make a way where there is no way for you. 
Yes to your way. I wanted it five years ago, Lord. But yes to your way. I've been waiting a long time, Jesus. But yes to your way. I've been giving and sowing and I haven't received my harvest. But yes to your way. Because your ways are higher than my ways. And your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And if you stop for a moment, just for a little moment, and you think about some of the prayers God didn't answer, you have to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thought that if you didn't take that direction, if you didn't take that route, that my life would be over. But I realize now, because I'm older and a little more mature, that you had it all mapped out. That you have a plan. I can't always discern God's plan. But if I follow Him, if I follow Him and trust Him and say yes to Him, I know it's good for my life. You know, often God's revelation for your life is like the high beams on your car. You can only see that far. You know, when you're driving, you can't see. If you're driving from Kennedy to Beeville, you can't see with your lights all the way to Beeville. Your lights only see a few hundred yards ahead of you. But that's what God says. All you need to see is the light I've given you. Just trust me. I've given you just enough insight to say yes, 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 yes. And as you follow me in the light that I've given you, and you commit to my way, before you know it, you're going to arrive on, on time and on schedule, and you're going to arrive and be in the place that I have promised you, because all of my promises are yes. If you give me your amen, God says you will have my yes. Yes, Lord, to your will. Yes, Lord, to your way. I don't always understand your way. But I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. He said the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking a man whom he might strongly support, whose heart completely trusts in him. I want to be the son that says yes and means yes and does yes. The son that says, God, you have my amen. As many as are the promises of God, If there are 8,000 promises, I'm going to give him 8,000 amens. If he says, I'll heal you, you say, amen. If he says, I'll deliver you, you say, amen. If he says, I'll provide for you, you say, 
Amen. Get that but out of there. You got to get that conjunction out of there. Just say Amen. He says, I'm going to save you and your house. You say, Amen. I'm going to bring renewal to your finances. You say, Amen. I'm going to restore your marriage. You say, Amen. God, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I trust you. You've got my Amen. You've got my agreement. Come on, if you agree with God, shout Amen in His house. Now, I want you to stand with me this morning. And I want you to make a conscious decision. Because the yes and the amen is a conscious decision. I can't make it for you. You say, Pastor, does God love me if I say no? Sure he does. God's love doesn't depend upon you saying yes or no. But he can't save you until you say yes. He can't save you until you say yes. He can't bless your life until you have made a yes and amen commitment to him. To say, God, this year is my year of opportunity. I say yes to you. I say yes to your will. And this morning, if there's anybody who's living outside of the will of God and you know it, you know it. I'm not talking about you might be, but you know it. Today, he's calling you home. He's telling you, you've got to say yes to my will. And if you're walking outside of his way, he's telling you this morning, you have got to say yes to my way. And if you're walking in his will and you're walking in his way, he's telling you this morning, press on. See it through. See it through. Tell your neighbor, see it through. Don't start saying yes and end up saying no. See it through. If you're married, see it through. You're raising children, see it through. You started a new job, see it through. You started a business, see it through. You go into college, see it through. See it through to the end. Follow through with what God has given you, what you have said yes to and God has said yes to, see it through to the end because he that endures to the end shall receive the crown of life hallelujah however long it takes see it through however hard it gets see it through and when you have been faithful you will find your father saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. This morning, I want to invite you to this altar. Every yes man in here, I want, to, I want you to come to this altar. If you're God's yes man, you say, Lord, my, my yes and amen are for you. Yes to your will and yes to your way. Just tell him, Lord, I want to see it through. I've made some commitments. I've made some decisions. There have been some challenges along the way, but I'm going to see it through by, by your grace. As many as are the promises of God, in Him they are yes, 